Hello and welcome to Law & Order S Review here on Fanversation. I'm Yell Teagle. That's Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Hello. This is um, a big crossover episode. We are talking Law & Order SVU season 24, episode 22, All Pain is One Malady, and Law & Order Organized Crime season 3, episode 22, with many names. <sighs> Before we jump into all of that, uh, let me first reach out with a, or provide you all with a hotline if you need to reach out. Um, please contact Rain if you've been assaulted or need someone to talk to. 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Um, I also think we should pull up the suicide hotline, which... I will find, or Taylor will find. Taylor, find it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> while she does that, I'll tell you that 4673 uh, spells hope. Um, I took it from her and I gave her work to do. I'm such an asshole today. Uh, also, consider this episode, um, or this, I'm, words are hard today. Consider this your content warning. If you are new to the S Review podcast, you may not know that sometimes the show will be dark and we will make light and say things that are a offensive or inappropriate or um tactless yep so consider this your... it's 988 it looks like oh thank you so uh if you find yourself in a situation where you uh, are having suicidal thoughts or need to talk to somebody please reach out 988 it is yes. the suicide hotline in the u.s yes okay before we jump into this massive two-part finale really is a four-part finale because we started it last week uh taylor how do you feel about this generally okay you know how excited i was last week because i thought last week was so fun and good i don't <laughs> feel the same way about these two i'm so sorry like there was some moments but this just felt like a mess and it felt like we barely did anything like especially in our svu episode i was like what is the point here i i mean okay i should also say like sorry i know a lot of people are going to come at me for this but if you've seen any other episodes of this you know that i am an eo shipper and maybe that's my toxic trait but that's fine because i can't change who i am and, like those parts were fun i guess but it's still like they're still teasing us i'm so i'm exhausted you guys <laughs> you have to make a choice about it. Every time we talk about these two, we're like, okay, we're getting close. Are we? Or is it going to be Celsius and 48 and we're still in the same place? Anyway. All valid points. Valid points. Um, fuck, everybody. This, is, uh, this was a mess. Um, let's, all right. Here's, here are the two quick caps. For the two episodes for law and order svu um in search of a revenge for higher crime ring benson and stabler combine forces on a case uh that is now spread globally finn and bruno help a rape victim assaulted a second time jets pla plan to hack the dark web backfires and puts the team in danger and then for um organized crime as OCCB and svu close in on a callous and desperate suspect the u.s attorney um, Benches, Benson, and Stabler. Bell and Finn must lead the team on a uh, perilous task. Rollins confronts a witness who refuses to cooperate. Sure. Those descriptions remind me of when they're like, describe a movie badly. 
that's what that sounded like. Um, okay. So unlikable in these two episodes. Um, I think Jet was very likable. Yes, but he didn't get to do anything. Here's the thing. If you're going to have McGrath come at her that hard the whole time and you just have her stone face, let her fight back. Like, let her yell at him. The fact that we got none of that, I feel like that would have been actually cathartic and fun. But we didn't really get her doing anything back to him, which was so frustrating. Um, I agree. What? So sorry. Annoying. McGrath is the fucking worst. <laughs> Um, and I was thinking about this today about how, like, we obviously like people and we don't like people and, and McGrath is a character that we don't like, right? So fine. We have this character who's an asshole, who's a bully and we don't like him, but go somewhere with it. We started to go on this path of him, like trying to be better and potentially is abusive to his family and that went nowhere and he's now just this asshole who shows up and yells at them he's just an asshole it's just boring and repetitive honestly because there's no growth and there's no change and it's like why was he even here like that's just such a lazy obstacle to put in their way honestly because we already know that he's going to be doing the things that he's doing now like if you actually want it to be spicy give us like something else give us a different challenge other than we knew to arrest these people right now they're breathing down my neck i don't care i just don't give a shit and it's not like he got through any growth or change he was just annoying the whole time one note the whole time that's lazy the chat is with us. I love this. Doreen says he's yeah. a cartoon now. Alice says McGrath is a toddler. <laughs> Alexa says McGrath is McGrathing. Um, and Daryl says, I feel like McGrath just crosses the line on believable asshole. Absolutely. Um, he's not doing anything. He like shows up to shout. And then when he did his like press conference, and was reading off his note cards as a public speaker. I'm like, do better. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, like, and the fact that I feel like he only pops up when they can't think of anything else to put in their way, which is so annoying. Like, we could have had so much more obstacles with the server that we're working on, with the other whatever. Like, we just have this guy over us who's yelling at us, telling him to hurry up. That's just so, like, that's not interesting. I also think it's interesting that he was shouting at Jet and Stabler like was like, calm down, shut the fuck up. And then Benson was like, no, no. And it felt like um, like she couldn't defend herself. And so she needed like mommy and daddy to do it. And I don't like that because she's a grown ass woman and capable. Like, honestly, I'm fine with that happening, but you need to discuss that. Then you need to have her saying, look, that's not the way I like to handle stuff because of blah, blah, blah. You mm-hmm. you can't have it. Yeah, you can't have it that way. You need to, need to either have her addressing it with them or you need to let her do the standing up for herself. Because like I said, it's just not satisfying to watch her stone face the whole time. Like we can do that if it's building to something, but she never got to snap, which is so... Like, the whole time I was waiting for the pot to boil over and her to scream back at him. We didn't get that. No. And and it, we ended up somewhere else, which we'll fucking get to. Um, I did enjoy Jet and Churlish uh, hanging out. Mm-hmm. It, it's nice to see. I mean, Churlish, it, 
her character makes sense and everything she's done this episode felt on brand, right? Like she was like, oh, how, okay, how can I help? And Jet being like, you don't know how to do anything. And she's like, I just want to learn. I want to know everything. And then when she like ushers McGrath in to explain shit, I was like, this is the most churla shit I've ever seen. Um, so I appreciate that her character is great. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's nice that we have that. Uh, Velasco is also there. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> am I wrong? Name one thing he did or said. I'm gonna be so honest with you. I have what there was one thing he said, um, and it's when Muncie was like talking about the other thing about leaving or whatever, and he was like, Who am I gonna tell? All I do is work, and you're my best friend. And I was like, Great, thanks. Um, okay. Can we talk about this? I want to talk about the escrow office and these four people. I did like them, I'll be honest. Not only are they the greatest fucking thing, they feel like um, if the office was real. Yeah. 100%. It's like not funny. It's mostly boring. Um, and then there's a little blow up over yogurt. It's like kind of giving severance if you've watched severance like it yes. reminded me so much of that little group in there i thought they were wonderful i loved them so much and i have to say i did really like how we had the yogurt parallel from the escrow office to our squad with the hemp <laughs> yogurt i thought that was really a fun little like connective tissue um i also think that it was beautifully done to make us suspicious of larry yeah. Because that, <laughs> I spent the entire time being like, that fucker is suspicious. Yeah, that was a very fun, just like watching them on the little video cameras was <laughs> So good. Um, also, turns out Task Rabbit is well enough known. I wrote that down. I was like, Yell's going to be so pissed. I didn't say it last episode. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Um, I mean, I thought about it because. You know, I watched these episodes multiple times. So I thought about it. I think that the reason, I'm guessing the reasoning is because they use TaskRabbit in this one. They couldn't parallel or like, be like, this is like TaskRabbit mm -hmm. because then they literally use it. So. Okay. But here's my, yes. So maybe that's the reason because my qualm, and this is jumping ahead of it mm -hmm. to the OC episode, but it's, it's relevant at this moment because the mom is like, you're going to like, what if you need to get something to eat? You don't have a car. I'm like uber eats obviously which they talked about last episode and then he doesn't take he doesn't do uber eats he ubers to a restaurant which is insane like he, he would not do that he would have gotten uber eats which we know exists because they mentioned it last episode so that drove me nuts i mean i like that he went he like she he left the house he wanted to go somewhere but he wouldn't do that look at that guy i'm sorry i don't believe it i don't believe it um uh sorry i need to we need to give a i need to give a shout out to his uber driver um uh she's so patient <laughs> she's so patient um shout out to actress uh marinda anderson who played um angie glick the uber driver not only so patient but a fantastic performance where you can see this woman with this man in her car, you could see her face as she was like, is this guy about to murder me? Oh no, he's saying something nice. I'm yeah, suspicious. Yeah. 
okay, he seems harmless. Like to see it on her face was fantastic. At really the diner. good performance. She, yes. Okay. <laughs> so funny. Uh, really fantastic performance. Daryl says <laughs> he gave her five stars. He deserved a nice tip. Seriously. Because um, not only did she drive him to the diner, but she stayed and then drove him back. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, man. She was wonderful. Um, Doreen says, I felt uncomfortable with that scene in the car. Very good. Absolutely. So uncomfortable. Well done. Um, okay. Let's talk about the like. So there's the whole big two episode, four episode story. Let's talk about the actual like SVU case that they shoved in there this episode. Okay. That case, I want that one should have. Why do they keep doing this where they give us a story inside of our episode that could have been its own episode? Yeah. I like, mean, I think the concept of the girl who got attacked twice in such a close period yes. is very interesting. Because, like, oh, my God, poor girl, first of all. But I actually also really liked how she was like, I didn't want to judge him because I didn't want to you know, have my past sort of impact, which right. I thought was so, such a good point and so sad because I can definitely see myself falling into that same sort of trap, you know, about not trusting your instincts anymore because you want to give people benefit of the doubt after something bad happens. So I really, I really liked that. I thought it was a really nuanced and like relevant thing that we don't talk about as much on this show as like maybe we should. Um, so I really liked that. Um I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, this isn't the first time that we've seen uh, a victim be re-victimized by someone else, like, to have a second attack. So I appreciated that we did, like, go through that story again and remind us that that is a thing. That according to um, Muncie, uh, where where is it? Oh, damn it, I had it. Um, that, that you're the statistically, where's my notes? They're a mess, guys. I'm so sorry. Statistically, somebody who was attacked is more like, or somebody who was assaulted is more likely to be attacked again. I had the actual quote and I lost it, mm -hmm. but that's basically what it was. Um, so I appreciate that we're reminded of that. <clears throat> I would have liked, first of all, it felt like the way that the attack happened felt like this guy was waiting for her. And so it's the fact that it wasn't related is wild very weird yeah i don't know that i like believe that frankly because of the way it unfolded right like i would have understood if like she was somewhere and someone had approached her and like whatever but the way that it played out i understand was intentionally for us to wonder but also didn't make sense agree um so also let's talk about um this guy's assault, I guess, his MO. Like, <laughs> first of all, I think it's interesting that we didn't ask once about the fact that, like, all of his victims are different. That is usually something we notice. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's surprising to me that we didn't even bring, like, even when Benson is sitting there, gets the call from um, Finn and tells Stabler what happened. And Stabler asks how old the second victim was, but do doesn't point out, like, what these victims are all random. Yeah. Weird. Um, yes, thank you, Doreen. True Believers is the 
I love that episode. Me too. Um, and then we get to see Kate Wallace's mother again. Get to (laughs) have to. Okay. Okay, here's the thing. Not even the worst mother in this episode by a landslide. (laughs) Mrs. Lopez. You suck, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe I should have more empathy for you because I know there's like... Why? I'm just saying because Bruno tried to point out, like, I know that you're old school, whatever. No. You suck. Like, I know. Worst. Hate. Get out of here. I have to shout out the actor who played Manny. Hold on. Let me find this for us. Um, Manny was played by Cisco Lopez is the actor's name. Um... This performance was phenomenal. Yeah, he was great. I, oh my goodness. This kid, an incredible actor, a Mm -hmm. huge career ahead of him. I could see this. This kid is so good. Yeah. Um, To see him standing there, the crying, the the vulnerability, the discomfort, it was fucking great. Um, The fact that Finn and Bruno didn't like, usher him into the ambulance or move him out of the line of sight of all these fucking people when they were like, tell us what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, not in front of all these people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, everyone in the chat's talking about how great Bruno was with the mom. Um, look, Bruno is very quickly becoming one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, I... Also loved uh, the moment where Finn and Manny are talking, the second victim, and he's like, she's worried that I'm going to be gay. And Finn's like, that's not how this works. Yeah. Also, you need to fucking get over that. Not the kid, but the mom. Like, right. Sure, sure, sure. But, over it. but also, that's that's not, how, not it how it works. But also, grow up. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I think that's the thing that, like, bothers me is that her whole her whole thing is like, I'm trying to raise him to be a man. It's like, what does that even mean? Yeah, seriously. I did like Bruno. Like, I I think it, I agree with everyone in the chat that said he was good with the mom because he was gentle enough to not like alienate and isolate her and make her feel bad. But he was honest enough to be like, you need, you need to get your head on straight because you know what? This is the way that my, I think it was his father, yeah? That he said his yeah. father treated me. It just made me hate him. So mm-hmm. frankly, if you want that same thing for yourself, I guess keep doing what you're doing. But so I agree. I thought he like handled that with the right amount of like gentleness, but truth at the same time. I totally agree. Um, but Doreen points out something that I also thought she's not that old to be that old school. Like absolutely. It felt um, weird that somebody, to me, it felt odd that somebody that young in New York City would be that. Yeah. But okay. I, I mean, I think that there also is like maybe a cultural thing about it. Too, sure. Because I know that some, but still, it's like, come on. <laughs> like, you got to get over this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jennifer in the chat says, agree to, I'm tired of them. Bring that um, every time there's a male victim. I agree. Um, I I agree. And I think that, you know, we, we got to keep moving forward, people. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it makes for this, I think, but I feel like it is a bit overdone at this point. Like, yeah, okay, not everyone's worried they're gay. I don't think. Like, hopefully, not everyone's worried about it anymore. I mean, Manny wasn't worried. Right. Manny's mom was worried for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, that's not how it works. This is not how it works. It's not how it works. Um, which I think is honestly just to point out, like, is a big. Um, thing for Finn right over the years I mean not just because of his son but because of like previous episodes with like I think the episode is down low is the episode I'm thinking of where he like realizes things anyway the third victim is a 22 year old male um and I love him because he stabbed the guy but I I will say my question Remember how we had a content warning? Here's my question. He says, I don't get on my knees for nobody. I'm sorry. I feel bad for your future partners. Yeah. All I could think was, you mean, you don't get on your knees unless you want to, is what you mean. I'm interpreting that as a, I don't bow down to anyone. I don't let anybody mess with me. Sure. But I know what you're saying. I'm concerned. (laughs) I know, but that's what he said. And now I, if I were Finn, I would have been like, your future partner. (laughs) What a good time, actually. Sir, you're missing out. And so are your partners. And I'm disappointed in you. (laughs) He and Phoebe get a little freaky. I know that to be true. (laughs) Absolutely. Come on, look at the material. Um, anyway, that was the first thing that crossed my mind, and I was like, this is not the right thing to say. Yeah. Yet here we are. Here we are. Uh, here we are. Um, all right. So the we find the guy, <laughs> he tripped and cut himself with a box cutter. That was, that was so funny. And I have to Good say, one. that gave me like, ooh, because I used to work at Walmart Lawn and Garden, and I used to have box cutters. That would hurt so bad. I mean, I know it didn't actually happen to him, but like, just thinking about how that would hurt if you fell on a box cutter right there. Woo! Yeah. Woo. <laughs> That's not particularly clean either. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you're box cutter, then the blade's not going to be that long. Yeah, but if he, like, was accidentally open somehow, like, that would really... Mm. I had a long box anyway. cutter. Oh. All right, friends. Um, Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. I Look, this whole case, this whole section within the middle of our episode, I enjoyed. I Just thought fine. it was interesting. I think that Kate's, you know, whole thing about how she wasn't going to leave New York until she went to the arraignment. And then she was like, I'm not going to the arraignment. And that she was smart enough to sp- to spit in the um, hoodie. Yeah. That's good. Genius. Um, and then... And then her mom being like, it's the city's fault. Oh my gosh, she sounds like such a Midwesterner. I don't know if we ever established where they're from. Did we? Yeah, they're from um, Ohio. Yeah. Yes. And where Shadow Works is from. They definitely are from Ohio. Let's just put it that way. And Midwestern um, moms love to be like, it's so dangerous. No, it's really not that much more dangerous than where you live, but okay. So after the light up, and she's like, ready to go home i loved this moment where um bruno is like you know you're gonna be okay and she's like don't tell my mom 
Yeah. And then he is like, yeah, we've we've met, met her. her. We've met her. Um so good. All right, that, back to the other things. Um I do appreciate that we got the arraignments in SVU. We got to see all of the exes get arraigned. And we got to see the actual um, rapists also get arraigned. So that was nice to see. I did appreciate it. Um, What's weird is uh, I have this moment where Muncie is talking to, it's after they ask Kate's ex if he was involved in her thing. And Muncie says to Velasco, what's wrong with men? I wrote that down too. I'm like, we're doing this again? Yeah, it literally, we... Velasco had the same conversation last week and it went nowhere. It went I, nowhere again. Get it. Why are we doing like why are we doing this? Because there's no way this can lead to anything. It's just it's, general vague plot is, like okay. We're in the season finale and you decide to bring this up now and and what? And what? Nothing. Yeah, I hated that too. I thought it was so like we're not in season one anymore, guys. Like, get more sophisticated with what we're talking about. We know the men are trash. We've been knowing the men are trash. Wait, wait. Why are we putting are it out every episode now? What? Men, conf- men are trash? Yeah. Fun fact. Is- yeah, I'll go back to SV 101. <laughs> News to me, a woman living in the world. Yes. Seriously. Men are trash. Um, Doreen says the thing we're all thinking. Thank God she's out the door. We'll get to that. We're we'll all thinking that. that. I'm not thinking that. We'll get to that. Um, okay. Oh, I found my. I found the quote. Statistically, victims are more are more prone to getting attacked a second time. There you go. I found it. All right. My notes are all over the place, so I'm just scrolling up and down here trying to find where we need to go. Uh, take us. Let's talk about Rollins. So Rollins, um, her profile of this guy tells us that he took the site down because it was sullied because Jet put her her dirty fingers in it and not because he's uh, trying to protect it or whatever. I think that was interesting. Um, I think Rollins' whole deal was interesting. Is she coming back? Um, Really weird if she does. Here's the thing. I want her to, but what a dumb... <laughs> What a stupid little detour. I'm leaving for six episodes, like tops. <laughs> okay, bye. I mean, so dumb. Like, how are you already bored? <laughs> like, this is like a vacation. <laughs> I just, did she not think she would be bored? I know. Like, does she not remember the shit she did on the show on SV when she was a cop? And she was like, nah, teaching sounds exciting. I just like, here's the thing. Here's what's bothering me. And I feel like this has been a problem with SVU for as soon as we started switching showrunners, which is like after, well, I feel like one through 12 was consistent because it was the same showrunner. And like one light was there from what, 13 to like 16 or 17, maybe. One through 12 was one showrunner. I think it was Neil Barry, yeah. That sounds right. I believe it was. Um, but then, and then the Warren Light years were until, yeah, I want to say 16 or 17, give or take. 
after that point, this show has been a fucking mess because we have leadership. I'm sorry, but it's true. We yeah, have, no, it's I, not like I haven't enjoyed it, but we have leadership switching every one to three years, sometimes less than that. Like sometimes we have people like going in and out in like little short bursts of time. And when you have a new person at the top, things change they they put their stamp on it and as consistent as you want to make it it's going to feel a little bit different because it's a different person making all of the choices with the showrunners so the fact that we have had so little consistency everything has been we've been having a rotating group of people in and out the door we've had different tones we've had different characterization so the fact that the behind the scenes stuff and like maybe it's not just the showrunner; it could be the people at the top at NBC. I know we've talked about that. The fact that it's seeping into our storylines and characters and consistency of the show is so frustrating. Get your shit together so we can have a smooth road because we cannot just keep having Rollins come in and out. We can't be firing Muncie, firing Cat. Like it's so ridiculous and annoying for us especially as people who are viewers of the show and have had the same people for 20 to 24 years for the most part i'm tired of it i'm so tired of it anyway you know it's so you're you're 100 right and i think that viewers of television should not be aware of the like politics behind the scenes yes. At, before I started doing podcasting and after shows and things like that, I never knew who made my TV show. I just knew I liked watching it. And yeah. so the fact that people are fully aware of like, oh, the showrunner is leaving. Oh, there's politics happening behind the scenes. I feel like that distracts from the television experience. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't give credit to the crew that creates our content. I think that's wonderful. And they absolutely should, should des they deserve the credit for making the shows that we love. Yeah. I just think that if I can tell the showrunners have changed or, you know, something's going on with writers that they, for example, introduced a storyline like, um, What's one that we said they're dropping? <laughs> I mean, they dropped Garland's storyline. I'm sorry, they dropped all the Black Lives Matter stuff after one season, which we sure. called, but, like, it's kind of ridiculous. Still yeah, but, like, if, if you're going to introduce this thing, for example, whatever the fuck's happening with Benson and Stabler, yeah. that's going to keep being rocky if we don't have somebody who's responsible for it. Yep. Um, let's talk about that okay so <laughs> all right um here are things i liked okay i liked them sitting and chatting over chinese food mm -hmm. very that old school, felt, very old days yes i really liked that them like ribbing each other it was great um i liked that Benson talked about the McCanns as a TV family. Here's why. Because we've pointed out that there's something off with how, yes. how like normal they seem and how fake they seem. And so the fact that, <laughs> that she's like, I don't trust it. And we're like, yeah, you shouldn't. 
Okay. And he's, and he's like, that's just how people are. First of all, disagree. I don't think anyone's like that. Second of all, I do want to talk in more depth about the Christmas gift. First of all, I have to say, I my first thought when I started watching OC and they did the flashback, I said, oh, Yale's going to hate this episode because not only is it OC, but it's OC with Christmas. And so she's going to want to literally die the whole time, which I just thought was my first thought. Thank you so Yo, much for knowing like, me. She's literally going to throw the remote across the room. Having uh, to rewatch it and hear that fucking Christmas music made me so mad. But I have to say, okay. Yes. Someone gives you a gift in December. You don't open it till May. Like, okay, that's so unbelievably rude because you should, if, if not a formal thing, you know, I don't write formal thank you notes. You should shoot him a text saying thank you for the gift. If you don't know what the gift is, that could cause some real problems with communication. Like, I don't care if you don't want to open it. Like, you should. That's the polite thing to do. So you at least know what's inside. I thought that was nuts. And I was so confused because I was like, okay, I saw the present behind there. I said, okay, are we in December? No, we are in May. (laughs) What? Like, that was crazy. (laughs) I agree. Um, Yes. Even without celebrating Christmas, I know that you open the gift and say thank you for what it is. Or at least, you know, not months. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. Did... Do we remember it? Did this happen? I don't no. recall. I remember, I, I remember Noah getting the was it PS5? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, being sponsored by PS5. I remember that. I assume they gave her something, but I don't recall it being this. Horrible and so, gift, which I thought was so funny though. Although the gift was not just like weak. But like, kind of, kind of a dick gift. Yeah. Like it felt like they didn't um, <laughs> think about it. No thought. You know what? Here I'm getting a little bit, just a little bit spicy. I kind of wish that because we're suspicious of these people, right? <laughs> we, you and I, yes. Wild. If there was like a bomb or something in there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there should have like really given her something like dangerous and then that could have been a really interesting fun thing but i did think it was going to be like fruitcake or something and it was gonna be stale and nasty but i also thought that um alexa in the chat says that gift really uh was really back there the entire season i didn't notice but that's very funny if that's true i'm going to go and rewatch. i think the one episode i loved this season the presence of absence and see if it's there that's that would actually be so if it is credit to them because that's hysterical actually yeah um i yeah the whatever the thing they gave it first of all it's a it's an ornament right yeah okay i was like what is like a paperweight that i saw the little string and i went oh i think it's an ornament it's a lame (laughs) ornament too it's not only the stupidest ornament but she gave it away (laughs) Yeah, but I have also to say, hilarious. I did enjoy this. I'm, I'm sappy. I like that he took the e off. I did too. Like it was corny and it was like silly, but like here's the thing. I think Elliot and Olivia are, are at their most fun when they are like being bitchy together. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they know each other so well and they do have this like shared experience of 
having gone through all of this really traumatic, seeing really bad things about the world. And so the fact that they can just make fun of these, like, waspy little people <laughs> from, like, rural New York. Like, is it nice? No. Is it hilarious and fun to watch? And one of my favorite things about their dynamic? Yes. Um, I agree. I agree so much. Um, when Dr. Stabler says that she has normalitis, um, I did enjoy that. I think them making fun of each other is funny. Yeah. Um, but then when he took the E off, it was corny and stupid, and I love it. It was fun writing, though, too. I love whoever came up with that. Like, that's hilarious, because Live, Laugh, Love is exactly what they would have given her. Like, I completely believe that. <laughs> and so the fact that it just worked out naturally that well, I think was really... I mean, I think it's clever. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. Um, and then she... So he gives her the compass necklace. Um I assumed it would be another one of the, what are those necklaces she has that you have? Oh, like the fearlessness necklace? Yes. Yeah. I assumed it would be another one of those, mm. but it was a compass. And then I appreciate that she was like, what are you trying to say? And his answer is stupid. Be out with, outward with it because we all know what you wanted to say, but you didn't say it. Stupid. Stupid. Gross. It's supposed to lead her to you, bitch. Yeah, what? Say that. That's what you're implying. She literally was like. We're talking about being a man. That's how you be a man. Say that you wanted to lead to you. She says, what are you trying to say? Where are you leading me? Talk to me. And he chickens out. Walk up. Chickens out. Yeah. Um, Doreen says. Come find me. Come find me, me bitch. bitch. So Doreen. Come find me, bitch. <laughs> Doreen. Fucking hilarious. Oh, so good. Um, okay. Let's also talk about her getting shot. Um, she gets shot. I want this on the record. This is the first time Benson has been shot. 24 seasons. Stabbed in fault? She's been stabbed. She's been cut. Uh, she was abused by um, uh, Lewis. This is well, the first time that she has been shot. Because the one that I'm thinking of, which had huge parallels to this episode, was the one with Gitano. And there's like, the, and he chooses her over the kid. And the kid yes, dies. Yes. That was a stab, though, I guess. They kept saying stab. She gets cut in the neck. Okay. But yeah, okay. it's a stab. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, because I've noticed. <laughs> um, I 24 seasons she finally gets shot. Um, because what is it? Uh, Finn got shot in the ass. No, Munch got shot in the ass. Yeah, because Stabler's be been funny. shot. Yeah, um, Finn's definitely been shot, right? Did Jana Lewis shoot Stabler, yeah. Classic. No, she no, she blew him up. She was there when he got shot. That's he right. Because every time she's around, he gets her. I yeah. miss Dana so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Amara's been shot. Yeah. Rollins been shot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Has Craigan been shot? Probably. Probably. 
Wait. Probably before he was captain. Anyway, not the point. Point is, she got shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although she'll be fine by the season premiere. It's the, her like. Right in the finale. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I did like the way that that scene played out. Honest. Okay. <laughs> Look. Do I think that organized crime relies on their music too much? Absolutely. <laughs> do I like the way that he couldn't see, so she used his hand and gun to shoot? And the the direction of the like literal cinematic experience of watching that bullet go through the brain. Phenomenal. I mm. loved it. Everyone's going to make fun of us for that. I don't care. I think that's well so fun. The director of this episode for organized crime was John Polson loved the shot through the mask, the way that that fantastic. Yeah. Well done. Um, absolutely love that. Me too. Uh, then he carries her out. Okay. <sighs> Whatever. I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> My only issue is that, like, she jumps into his arms. Yeah. But, like, maybe you just got shot. And if you're leaping around. <laughs> yes, you got shot. She's hopscotching all over the place. And then she navigates for him because he can't see. Yeah. I didn't mind it. The music was too much for me. But I'm I didn't sorry. mind it. I can't see. I can shoot. That's legendary. I don't care what you say. Would that happen in real life? Of course not. But the visual of both of their hands on that trigger. Oh my god. That's fun. I don't even care if it's realistic. That is a fun time. I agree with you. 100%. Um, Alright. Should we talk about Kyle? Okay. Um, Kyle, really 100% exactly who you would expect um, to be the guy behind the scenes. One of the good guys. <laughs> One of the good guys. Uh, Winter Andrews is the name of our actor who played Kyle. 100% believable. Um, the way that he ate his lunch, 100% believable. <laughs> what a weirdo. I, okay. <laughs> The minute that this show really lost me, though, and I texted y'all about this because I was so <laughs> angry. I'm so sorry. You are in the middle of committing suicide. And then your computer goes off and someone posts a shadow work, so you decide to not end it. I, two seconds ago, I said it's okay if it's not realistic. It's not okay that this was that stupid and unrealistic. What? <laughs> what? They, they, no. No, I will not allow that. He built a website that I believe is supposedly on the dark web, or is it available on the normal web? If it's just available on google.com, that's even funnier, actually. So my question is, Sir, you create a website, you launch it, you leave for, let's say, two hours. I'm going to say, realistically, an hour, but I'm going to give you two hours. You waited for the Uber, you drove to the diner, you had lunch at the diner, you drove back, and no one visited your website. And you're like, fuck it, I'm killing myself like, now. Literally, like, here's the thing. If you want people to post on shadow work, you have to put marketing dollars behind that. Like, you have to 
learn some SEO. You have to create some ads. You have to advertise in the right places and groups. Certainly there are Facebook groups of these kind of people who would love to be on shadowwork.com. Reddit. You are not. Yeah. But you're not going there. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just pure laziness. You didn't do any of the work. Sure. You coded the website, market, advertise. I, I once created a website as a joke. Uh, it was called IWillRaiseIt.com. I bought the domain. I built the website. And then I posted on my Instagram that I built this website. And that was the most work I was willing to do for it. No one visited it. You know why? Because I didn't do any other work. Yeah. For those wondering, IWillRaiseIt.com was a website that no longer exists and the domain is available if you want it. But the idea was if you were anti-abortion, you could put in your address and people could drop off babies for you because if you're not willing to support their choice, you're responsible for raising it. Yes. Anyway, um, but no one visits a website if they don't know it exists. How did you expect people to find it? Yeah, especially the spell. Like, there's just... Yes! With an umlaut! No one's Googling that, Kyle. Like, being for uh, real right now. Ridiculous. Um, I did appreciate... Um, what did I appreciate? The, the like showdown at the end at the camp um, that we found him. Sword? That makes sense. That felt it on does, brand. But, like, it's so silly looking. Yeah, but it made sense. Um, Put the sword down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is like LARPing or something, but it's not. It's real. Uh, yeah. So Doreen is asking about a question that my roommate was watching this with me and he went, I'm sorry. You all went on this this hunt for this kid and you took one medic yeah one medic Fifty thousand people with one medic alice where is it one medic um daryl says is it on the dark net so it doesn't have a url great question um i'm gonna go to shadowwork.com and see what comes up you know how to spell it one w e all right. Is there two um, W's or one W? One W. It's shadow work. Oh. It looks like, oh, it looks like someone has a domain, but it's not a website yet. Well, you guys need to give me the domain because I would make it so much fun. What would you make it? <laughs> no, I mean, I wouldn't have jobs to kill people, but I don't know. You just make it a fun little time. I'd like to own the domain for it. <laughs> people, um, here's the thing. I mean, for me at least, whenever there's like a website or or especially if there's an Instagram account on a show, I will go to it and see <laughs> what it actually looks like in real life. That makes sense. I um, real traffic. Daryl in the chat says 50 guns, one medic. Absolutely. What, why was there only one medic? Also, whatever. Not the point. Point is, let's talk about the deaths. Well, the non-deaths, the, the crimes, the things. The injuries, that's the word I was looking for. Um, Jamie Whalen from Organized Crime. I Look, yes, I'm behind, but I'm guessing that he and Jet finally got together based on what happens in this episode. Nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted that. Jet is, is gay? gay. <laughs> yeah. Also- Jet and Churlish? Into it. 
Yeah, or Muncie and Trailish, or all three of them. <gasps> I love that thruple. I love that thruple, too. That would be a cute little thruple. That would really be a nice balance, too, I feel. Like, they all have their specific little... I'm into that, actually, really. I'm, like, literally seeing, like, Sunday morning. Yeah. Right? Like, Trailish is making everybody breakfast. Yeah. Muncie's um, making the... Um, mimosas not for right? her she don't drink with a little lime for her yeah and jen is just like sitting at the table like this coding <laughs> they're like jet stop stop working yeah, come on right. breakfast wait that's so cute if i write a fanfic what about it <laughs> mind your business <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we just wrote it yeah, like that. Uh, um wait daryl says they didn't what didn't they, they didn't, didn't get, get together, together? She just says, I love you. They didn't get together. Oh, it was totally I, out of the blue. I am. Um, I am Kiki Palmer. I don't know who this man is. I don't know who Jamie is. And frankly, after his little. I oh. shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say this. No, I'm going to say this. Bitch ass um, move. I'm sorry. This, this needs to actually be said. This is a very serious thing. Not us joking around like we usually are. Um, this was the most ableist bullshit I've yes. ever seen. I understand a hundred percent the idea of introducing this concept of this person whose whole life was, if I remember correctly, because I only saw the first half of organized crime this season. He he loved to race cars. He was he pulled a bunch of fast and furious bullshit. Um I understand that he had dreams and a a future that he imagined. So the idea to have this discussion, fine. But to show that he decided his life was fucking over. Yeah. That is so offensive. I agree. And, and it, irresponsible. And it just, okay, again, like, and I, I don't know, like it's a more complicated issue, but again, you shouldn't raise it if you're not willing to like, really talk about it and present it in a way that's like nuanced and complex because he still had like even if you do have not all of your like brain capability you're still a person you still whatever but like he fully had full like cognitive whatever like he couldn't do so much like maybe he couldn't like walk necessarily or whatever like but he was fully all there and he really didn't seem like he was having that bad of a time like what I I, what this told me is that the, the writers on this show do not have any respect for people with disabilities. This is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm just ignoring the fact that he got shot in the, he got shot in the neck in a way that he was able to put pressure and still talk. And yet we're going to say that he got shot in the spine and lost the ability to feel anything, but fine, fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm ignoring that. What the fuck? Yeah. I hope that these writers never find themselves in this situation or ever speak to somebody who is disabled because this is 
such an offensive choice to make. Yeah, and it's not the interesting choice, I don't think. I think the much more interesting choice is to see him go to physical therapy, go to, you know, talk therapy and discuss that and come to terms with that. Like, that's a journey, you know? This is just, like, cutting it short and not putting the effort in to take on that more, like, complex, but I think more interesting and underrepresented. Like, if you had a character, like... There's so few characters that do have disabilities on screen. Like, that could be really interesting and a real groundbreaking moment for that. And they just, like, didn't even bother at all. Absolutely. Um, All right. Uh, The chat is saying that they never got together. Where did it go? (laughs) Sorry, not that one. (laughs) But that is correct. Uh, Jamie and Jet were shown to be crushing but not together. Um, they never got together. Okay. Uh, yeah, this was... Fuck. Um, they said that he was paralyzed from the neck down in the hospital. Sure. Paralyzed from the neck down. He's a human being. He has There's a brain. So His brain was technology working. technology now. Like I saw on TikTok. But it was super interesting where there was this kid. I think he was like five or something. And he can't like control his like limbs um but he has a speech board and it's like this eye line stuff you mm-hmm. can like fully speak with the eye stuff so like i know he can like jamie could still talk or whatever but there has to be technology that like aids in some of these things like explore that there yeah we it's 2023 there's yeah. literally no fucking reason whatever what a I even to like have him have this discussion with um, Mad Dog from Arrow. Fuck, what's that guy's name? Uh, hold on. <laughs> um, uh, Reyes, Detective Reyes. Um, to have Reyes then not turn to the nurses and go, hey, suicide watch. Yeah. To let his father come in, knowing what his father is going to do. Fucking ridiculous. Um, Ugh, it like really pissed me off so much. So like his death at this point didn't affect me in a way that made me be sad. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Anyway, um... I don't usually swear this much on the show, but it felt necessary. No, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Anyway, um, Muncie's leaving. She's going to the DEA task force. You, I'm sorry, you give her all of this fucking growth? She finally grows? And you're like, bye. (laughs) Taylor? so annoying because we keep getting rid of this kind of character which is extremely bothersome to me because it feels icky a little bit frankly because what do you mean we have these young girls come in who have this very interesting growth have all of this very interesting potential like i mean not to keep referencing cat but like she was pretty much the cat sort of archetype character And so the fact that you're getting rid of these very promising 
younger women and keeping around every fucking white guy that walks in feels weird to me because it almost feels and I don't want to like necessary it may not be the case but it feels almost like it's weirdly competitive with like Olivia still there and I hate that because it shouldn't be that way like it should be I love it when we have a squad room dominated by women I think that's very interesting we don't ever get that we have it in 24 fucking years really mm-hmm. and so the fact that we if we get that we get it for like five episodes and then we can't have it anymore like why what's the reason it feels very odd and feels just I don't know I don't like it it leaves a weird taste in my mouth you know I agree it feels um it feels like we f- we have this min- maximum two women at a time yeah. rule. and so because Churla showed up now we have to get rid of one of them mm-hmm. um and that's the stupidest shit ever. So uh, I agree with you. I think that I think that a lot of times what this show seems to be doing, except for like the one season that we had Wong and Lake and Melinda and like all of these people, it feels like there's a quota that they're filling and not thinking about characters for character's sake. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I agree that women should be dominating the SVU squad room. Thank you, Doreen. Thank you, Taylor. Agree. There should be more women in SVU. Every time we see two male detectives talking to a victim, I literally every time go, I feel like this victim would prefer a woman here as well. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the gender of the uh, victim is. I feel like it would be better if there was also a woman. So when Finn and, and Bruno are talking to people, my thought is always, yeah, there should be a woman here. Yeah. And I wish that there were more women on the team. I wish that we had more people of color on the team. Um, Alice points out that we didn't ever bring back the fact that she's colorblind. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I also, I mean, listen, I understand that this is TV and there's budgets and there's whatever. There's other factors at play, which again, is frustrating because like the people watching the show shouldn't be thinking about that. However, like what's wrong with having a larger team and a larger ensemble and getting to have, I love that this season we got pairs. We don't see as much because we have mm-hmm. new people. We got, you know, Velasco and Muncie were together a lot, but then we started to get Muncie and Churlish. We started to get, you know, sometimes we get Bruno and Churlish. Sometimes we get Bruno and Muncie. Like I like to pull those different duos because it, it makes for interesting dynamics and switches it up a bit and so we're like limiting ourselves by just getting rid of all these people and we don't have the luxury of having that background so we have to reintroduce we have to get their whole life story we have to see them learn i'm sick of watching people learn we watch people learn constantly on this show and so they're gonna start from square one they're learning all the stuff that we already fucking know because we've been watching it and so that's just, it's frustrating, like, to get rid of all of this stuff that we've invested. It feels like, why did we even invest the time then? I agree. I think also one of the great things when you have a bigger team is that you do the episodes that focus on a pair and then you do the next episode focuses on yeah. a different pair, right? Like there were episodes where we'd have a Benson Stabler heavy episode and then we would have a Munch Finn episode. Yeah. And that one for like budget and production wise was very smart and helpful for them, but also made it so we have um, we have these these 
stories that focus on these characters and we get to learn more about them and their lives, right? So I think the smaller the team, one, you're right, we do end up having to re-explain to them how victims work. And then two, like we don't we don't get to know them well, right? What do we know about Muncie? We just learned she had a brother. Speaking of, if Muncie is gone, does that mean that Churlish and Muncie's brother are not still together? Probably are they not. breaking up? Like, that wouldn't make any sense. So that's a bummer because I really like Churlish and what was his name? Terry. I really thought that was a fun. Yeah. That was fun. Um, I think that it's it's a bummer that she finally grew and is leaving. I think that she's not the one we wanted to leave. The fact that Velasco is still there is fucking ridiculous. And yeah. we've completely forgotten that Velasco was uh, McGrath's right-hand guy. Like, what happened to that, that he was forced on this team because McGrath wanted someone there? This These episodes would have been the perfect time to remind ourselves that he's still loyal to McGrath and not Benson. Or to have... McGrath be like, you're supposed to be loyal to me. And him being like, I work for Ben. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fucking do something with it. Yeah. It's just, it's just so much wasted potential. And it's just like, why? Like, you have all this cool stuff you could be exploring and just like ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, fine. <sighs> Look, uh, I know usually we do news later, but it was announced that um, the actress who plays Muncie is literally leaving the show. So, like, that was the end. That was where she's going. Um, Muncie is played by Molly Burnett. Um, bye, I guess. We'll miss, we'll miss you. Um, it feels like Rollins wants to come back, and I really think we've talked about how she could be back on Organized Crime, and I kind of think that would be interesting and fun. Yeah. Um, especially because I could see her butting heads with Stabler. Like right now they're getting along and I think it'd be really fun to see them butt heads. It'd be fun. I want to see her and Jet too. I just want Jet in more scenes with everybody, but like, I don't know. I think that could be fun too. Yeah. Like I love the, you know, I love that dynamic of like the, the one who's been around for like however long and then like yeah. the newbie. I think that's always really exciting. And so I think that could be a really cool, like, and um, it's Belle, right? She's the one that's on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love that too. Just like, hey, get more women in here always, please. Is there a two women only rule? If so, that's fucking disgusting. I mean, like, if you look at it, it's it feels like two women max. Yeah. Right? When we had Rollins and Benson, it was Rollins and Benson. Then... Even though for years it was Olivia was the only one, but okay. I mean, we started with Jeffries, we got rid of her. Then there was, did Muncie, Muncie and Rollins work together, right? Yeah, for a little bit. Okay, so that was three. That lasted just, like two seconds. Right, anyway. Um, really frustrating. Uh, Jennifer says she had a lot of potential. Yeah, Muncie did have potential, and I think that we finally got her to a good place and then got yeah. rid of her, so. It's that. Cat, God, I miss Cat. Me too. Cat and Rollins. We did have that. You're right. Um, all right. I'm gonna let you do it because it's it's all you this time. Best lines. Okay. I don't have that many. We had a lot last week, not as many this week. Um, there was a lot from the escrow office. <laughs> yes, don't look, oh at my me, God. don't look at me, Sandy. I'm lactose intolerant. 
Yes, I felt got seen. Them, got them on felony yogurt theft. It's great. An angel, you're dead, here to welcome you to heaven. I don't remember who that was, but um, I think this was Muncie. Hemp yogurt? I'm impressed. It's Bruno's. Go for it. Um, <laughs> he just really stole that man's yogurt. The angel one was um, Bruno. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Bruno, two slow money bags. <laughs> yes. He likes scratch off tickets. I love how that was like a red flag for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, he taught coding for the past five years at summer camp. What does that tell you other than he has no friends? I was like, whoa, shots fired. That's so offensive. So mean. Also, I don't think true. Not true. Detective, you feeling hangry? (laughs) Um, let me talk about this before, but I can't see. I can. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) That's legendary. He's taking a selfie and not the kind he hoped. <laughs> You're I, did, I did not like that one. <laughs> I liked it. Your son put a hit on two of my closest friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> how's your ass feel? Just come on. How's your ass yeah. feel? Put the sword down. <laughs> um, they're talking to, I think it was they're talking to Kyle. Let me tell you, it looks nothing like the brochure about New York. Yes. And then Bell's finally, live, laugh, love, what a man. Just like in and of itself needs to be pointed out. Um, I have uh, Rollin saying, that Stabler really knows how to gossip. Yeah, true. Um, so good. So good. Um, yes, I do appreciate that Moneybags was brought back. Uh, yeah. And you can now purchase a Detective Moneybags <laughs> Bruno t-shirt if you would like. Um, you should like yeah um she was shot so let's let's be clear as to where she was shot she was shot on the side yeah um so her hip ass gut area yeah um yeah okay i already said the news that uh, molly is leaving the show um uh, uh, what did i want to tell everybody oh and we have a new segment <laughs> that we introduced <laughs> last episode and it's shower thoughts. Um, I'll take it today. Okay. <clears throat> I'll try not to laugh real loud into the mic. Be great. For our friends who are listening in the shower, uh, we just want to say that we appreciate you. And we hope you're having a good shower. I hope that water is the perfect temperature. <laughs> and don't forget to wash your legs. Use that body wash. Make sure you're clean. And those are our showers. That, that was like Thank informative you. too. Like I think that was helpful. <laughs> Thanks. Um, also, because it is the season finale, I should check the ratings and reviews. For those who listen to us on iTunes, we would love it if you could give us a rating and review on iTunes. Although we do appreciate any comments that you leave us on YouTube or the DMs or all the good things that we get. Um, but if you could go to iTunes and rate us five stars if you like us, four stars if you do not. Uh, the other stars are broken. But if you leave us four stars and don't like us, why? why? What did we do? Why? <laughs> um, uh, what did we do? So leave us a comment. If you're listening in the shower, let us know. And maybe we'll say, hey, in our shower thought segment. Um, all right, Taylor, talk to me about this poll of ours. 
So guess what? I forgot to post it last week. So it's fine, though, because pretty much this was the same exact story and so would have been pretty much the same poll anyway. So we I think it was like our favorite Internet based sort of crime. Um, we're just going to post it this week. Sorry. Um, we have Friending Emily. We have the Chicago crossover. We have Turn Me On, Take Me Private. And then we have one of these two. I don't know. We'll figure out which ones, but I'll tell you where to find that for real this time. The, the four part finale. Yeah, just four part finale. We'll just combine them, honestly, because yeah. it's the same thing. Or I guess just shadow works. Shadow work. Yeah. Maybe I'll like actually name, maybe I'll just name the sites. Honestly, that could be more fun. So <laughs> Sugar Fat. That's the way to always. All right. Um, okay, we'll tell you where to find that poll in just a bit. It's time for our favorite segment, What Did We Learn? I'm So Prepared. You go first, then. Okay, friends, I'm so prepared for this. The episode titles of this uh, this two-part finale was All Pain is One Malady with Many Names, which is bum, ba, da, bum. an ancient Greek writer believed that all pain is one malady with many names. Um, neurologically speaking, that is correct. Physical pain um, activates several parts of the brain. And so all of these things, all, uh, pain is the same. Anyway, um, the it's from Antiphanes is the Greek, ancient Greek writer. Who said, someone said that. Did Kyle say that? Kyle said okay, that. Okay, so I thought. And that is where the two episode titles come from. That's what That's I learned. That's very interesting. I love that. Thank you. I'm really proud that I learned something. <laughs> What did I learn? I learned that I would be like churlish and be useless mm. in terms of coding. I also learned like that I got really angry when Olivia didn't open the gift. So if I give you a gift, you should open it ASAP or else I'm going to get a little bit pissed off. No. Um, so I guess I just learned that that's really important to me. <laughs> yeah. And I just learned, a- listen. I learned about like servers and things. Like I did learn computer things. Like I can't really name anything specific, but I was like, okay, like I'm seeing things I never really knew that's how that operated. Like the fact that she's slowing stuff down with the codes and things, but that was cool. So I, you know, I learned some computer stuff from Jet. Nice. Um, Doreen in the chat learned that urgent care is the place for gunshot wounds. Back to work the next day. To be fair, the it wasn't like a, it was, it was like buckshot. I don't know guns, but it wasn't like a gun gun. It was like a, Gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, that's that's all I know about guns. Okay. Um, I guess before we wrap things up, let me remind everybody that we will be back next week to talk about zebras. Yes. And then I will find us a list and we'll release it somehow of what episodes we're doing. Um so yeah, we'll be back to do zebras next week. We're doing old episodes through the summer because we are supporting the writers and the writer's strike. Um, and that is how we're doing it. I want to give some shout outs to people who are live in the chat with us today. Um, Doreen was here. Lizette was here. Daryl, Alexa, thank you for being here. Um, I saw other names. John Knight. John Knight definitely was here as well. Jennifer was here. Thank you for being here. Um, we. Love Alice Jones. I don't. I'm sorry if I missed any names. We love having people here live with us in the chat. It is literally so fun um, having you. I like everyone explaining to me that it was a shotgun and likely buckshot. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, John Knight says the thing we're all thinking. Can you believe next season is 25? Crazy, honestly. I can't believe that. Um, but we'll be doing episodes through the summer. Um, and sh- assuming the show returns in the fall, we'll do new episodes. We will continue doing... Don't count on it. I'm sorry, but knowing what the writer strike is, don't count on it. As I was saying, we will continue to do old episodes until new episodes come in. Will there be a break at some point during the summer? Absolutely. There's Comic-Con and other things. So, yes. But you know where to find us. Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Fanversation. Um, an available audio version wherever you want to find us. Um, if we're not somewhere you want to find us on like podcast version, please let us know and we'll make that happen. So until next week, where we're talking zebras. Taylor, where can everyone find you in the poll? You can find me in the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore. And you can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Bing bang bong, baby. <laughs> Bing bang bong, indeed. Um, I am Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. It's Y A E L T Y G I E L. If you want to see me talk about other TV shows, you can check out the official Leverage Redemption After Show on Electric Now. You can watch the official Arc After Show After the Arc on Sci Fi or Electric Now. And soon. I don't know when, but soon there will be a third one for another show. That's all I can say at this time, unless you've seen my Instagram and then you know exactly what show it is. Um, There will be more. So I'm on the internet talking about TV. That's what I like to do. Like here, this is what we do here. All right. um, Taylor, I think you need to go get a mimosa. Yeah. I think I've already had an espresso martini today and that's why I'm a little bit off. (laughs) I don't know why I'm I was like pretty contained this week compared to the last couple weeks absolutely i was the one who's off today i don't know what's going on thanks everybody we love you we'll see you next week